You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Take your Bibles, please, to the book of Genesis, Genesis uh, 50, and uh, we'll dismiss the children uh, for their uh, service in the fellowship hall. And Joanna, I'm looking at the clock. I think we'll be done in 20 minutes, but I, no guarantees. Famous last words from every preacher. This will be a short message. And uh, sometimes it seems like when I say that, it gets longer. I don't mean to scare you, but I just want to be realistic with you. So don't set your stopwatch. And uh, ladies and uh, fellas, if you normally take your shoes off for the message, you could probably take them off. It'd probably be long enough for you to relax your feet, as long as the feet don't smell, right? And uh, if you're sitting next to somebody with their shoes off and you can smell it, then just let them know so the odor doesn't get any further down the road. Genesis 50, and by the way, I will, uh, we've got this printed in the bulletin for Sunday, uh, but uh, Sunday night, our business meeting, our budget for 2021, our budget uh, passed unanimously. I love that. And our deacons were all voted back in, except for Charles Bryant. And uh, I, it's just, it was very sad. Uh, <laughs> Brother Dan Bybee came with a whole stack of ballots after the counting was done. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. The deacons were all voted in. It was 98%. You say, well, who didn't vote for the deacons? I think it was their wives. I'm not sure, um, but uh, I'm not going to pin that on Brother Dan. But anyway, but the deacons did, in all seriousness, they were all voted in, 98%, and that is incredible. It's phenomenal, and I'm excited about the, the new year and uh, all that the Lord has in store for us. Genesis 50, I promise you we're going to end on a good note. But I will warn you that my introduction is not going to seem encouraging. But we are going to end on a positive note. And we're going to end this uh, year and we're going to end this service praising God for all that he's done. Genesis 50 says in verse number 19, and you know the story, but Joseph and his brothers, their father had died. And the brothers were very, very nervous because they thought that Joseph was going to exact revenge on them. And he could have, and he probably should have. And if it had been you or me, we probably would have. But Joseph said to his brothers in verse 19, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? And that's a great question for all of us to ask ourselves. Are, 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 did, did, God, did God turn the thing, everything over to us? Did God... Did God step off the throne and put us in charge? Absolutely not. He's still God. He's still in control. We're not in the place of God. Joseph recognized that. And then he said to his brothers in verse 20, But as for you, ye thought evil against me. You know, I think about 2020, and as we look back at 2020, I think it's very easy. You don't have to look very far. I think it's very easy to see a lot of evil. And this word evil, it doesn't just mean wickedness or sin, but this word evil, it means negative. It means sorrow. It means sadness. It means unpleasant uh, circumstances. It means even miserable circumstances. And Joseph said, you meant it for evil. 
You were trying to hurt me. You were trying to crush me. You were trying to make my life miserable. And he said to his brothers, we can't change the fact that you meant it for evil. I look back at 2020, and I think the one thing we would all say almost unanimously about 2020 is I think we would say this was a year that COVID really changed everything. It's affected everybody's life, without a doubt. Everyone in here, your life has been affected by COVID. Our church has been affected by it. Our families have. Uh, many of you, your jobs, and uh, many of you, uh, uh, your own family members, you've had people that have been affected by it. We've all been affected by it. If we would have known when it started that toilet paper and cleaning supplies were going to be the least of our worries, might have saved us a little bit of grief at the outset. But with COVID, we've experienced, and we're talking about how that there were some evil things, there were some negative things, there were some bad things, no doubt about it. They were unpleasant. There were shutdowns. There were restrictions. I, I even go back to uh, within those first couple weeks, I remember the shock that I felt when our governor was shutting down churches and leaving the liquor stores wide open. I remember, I remember that feeling, and I, I thought, this is not possible. I remember when the governor came out, and I read, the, uh, I read the memos. I remember when the governor came out and said, churches can not only meet, but churches can't even have a drive-in service. You can't sit in your car um, if there's more than 50 people on your property. You can't even sit in your car and have a service. Um, I think it was around that time that uh, he was out marching with the protesters, you know, so that was okay. But, but don't, don't sit in your car and try to have church in a church parking lot. I tell you, if that didn't get you fired up, it, it got me fired up. I think there was some evil going on. There was some negative going on. I think about the schools that were shut down. I think about colleges that were shut down. I think about graduations that got canceled. I think about no sports. And I'm not just talking about the pro sports. We could all live without pro sports. But I'm talking about for the kids and for these students who uh, have worked so hard and not to have the sports. I think about the trips and the vacations and the, the weddings that were postponed or, or, or canceled or, or, or just completely uh, reworked. I think about surgeries that had to be postponed. I think, I think about the babies that were born and family members could not be in the hospital at all when a brand new baby was born. I think about loved ones who were in nursing homes and loved ones who passed away in nursing homes with no family allowed to come in. I think about those who were in hospitals and family was not allowed to come to see their loved one in the hospital as they were very, very sick and as some passed away. I think about some of the funerals that I've done and some of the funerals that I've attended where there was not a visitation. There was not a traditional funeral service. There was a graveside service where a handful of people could assemble outside. I think about the riots that took place and the looting and the fear and the frustration and the anger. I think about seeing at a time like this that we were witnessing our law enforcement officers being attacked 
and we were witnessing our law enforcement officers being degraded, and we were hearing uh, the, the, the chance of defund the police. Yeah, I'll tell you what, COVID hasn't just hurt people physically, it's affected people's minds to come to that point. I think about the elections, and I think about the, the craziness, and I think about the uh, insanity surrounding the elections. Uh, and I won't get into all that now, but there's a whole lot I'd like to say about that. I think about the vaccine, and I think about the word that was out that said, if we can just get a vaccine, we'll be okay. Well, I've read the reports, and so have you, that now they're saying whether you get a vaccine or not, you can still get the virus. And in Europe, there's a new strain. There's a new variant of COVID, and they just, I think yesterday, they confirmed that it is now in the United States of America. I think about the stimulus checks. You say, well, that wasn't evil. That was good. Well, if you think Increasing our national debt by trillions of dollars is a good thing, then I guess you could look at it that way. But someone's going to pay for that somewhere down the line. I think about all of these evils or all of these negatives. And as we talk about these things, I want to be very clear, uh, the enemy is not uh, Governor Cooper. The enemy is not Joe Biden. The enemy is not Nancy Pelosi. The enemy is Satan. And Satan is on the attack, and it's no, it's no surprise that he is literally launching every fiery dart that he has against God's work and against God's people and against the church. We are experiencing the attacks of Satan. I believe also we are experiencing the consequences of sin. You, you can't tell me, you can't tell me that, that, that God is not using this somehow to get our attention. You think that a nation can kill babies and a nation can, 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 can glorify perversion and a nation can, can exalt the vilest and the basest of people and a nation can criticize and attack those who are godly and holy and get away with it? Oh, no. We're experiencing, I believe, the consequences of sin. Even sickness and disease came as a result of sin. That's why we have sickness, because we live in a sin-cursed world. I think about reaping and sowing. I think of all of the sowing that our nation has done, and I believe in many ways we are reaping the consequences of that. I think without a doubt, I think we are seeing some of God's judgment being poured out upon a nation that has rejected him and on a world that has said no to God. You see, Joseph said to his brothers, ye thought evil against me. He said, you were trying to hurt me. You were trying to make my life miserable. You were trying to make my life a mess and a wreck and trying to put me down to where I could not get back up. But notice Verse 20, Joseph said, God meant it for, what's the next word? Good. God meant it for what? Good. Now, that right there ought to be enough for you and me to close our Bibles and go home and say, hallelujah, it's going to be okay. We may have another 2020. 
I, I keep hearing people saying, we can just get through 2020. Everything's going to be great. I got news for you. It may not be great. It might be worse. But can I tell you, you and I may see it as evil, but God can work it together for good. Romans 8, 28. This verse right here, I, I preached on this back at the beginning of the year as we were going through the series on Joseph. I didn't preach this message. I didn't preach this truth, but I alluded to this. But I didn't look at it, and I should have looked at it closer. But that phrase, God meant it for good, it literally is the idea of weaving fabrics together. It's literally the idea of taking different ingredients or different particles and different materials and working and weaving and putting them together and they turn out as a good product. You see, God had it all planned. God had it all figured out. 2020 did not take God by surprise. It took me by surprise. It probably took you by surprise, but God was not surprised. God had a plan for 2019, and God had a plan for 2020, and God's got a plan for 2021, and 2020 was not a wasted year. I've heard people say, and I've probably said it too, boy, I tell you what, can't wait to get out and escape 2020. Well, time out. Do you think that maybe God was trying to teach you or teach me or teach us something in 2020? Do you think it got out of God's control and God said in heaven, oh, well, we'll just have to start over in January? I don't believe that for a second. I believe that 2020 was not a wasted year. I believe it was a part of God's plan. And I believe God had a purpose in it for you and for me. And I believe it was not a mistake, but I believe that God took what people intended for evil and what Satan intended for evil, and God meant it for good. God had a plan for 2020, and it was for your good, and it was for his glory. I think about how God prepared, and these are just a few things, and we've talked about them, but I think about how God had prepared us for 2020. I think about last year, about this time, Brother Dan, we had talked about it, and we, you got a quote, and uh, somebody came and cleared out all those trees. Really, they about, we about broke even. They took the lumber, and I think we paid a couple thousand dollars. They took out all the trees, all the stumps. We got grass planted, and we said, oh, praise the Lord. We don't have to mow it. We don't have to pick up pine cones. We don't have to run mowers over those roots that are sticking up eight inches out of the ground. Praise God. But we had no idea that we were gonna need to stick a tent on that piece of property out there and have tent services for five weeks. We had no idea, but God did. We had no idea when God gave us a radio station and we had no idea in January and February when we were getting that thing running, we had no idea that we would be broadcasting every service live on the radio for a church that has a lot of folks that don't have Facebook and don't have uh, internet and don't have computers and they have a radio station and they can listen to every single church service at home on their radio besides 24 hours a day, seven days a week listening to Christian music and listening to Bible teaching and Bible preaching. We had no idea, but God did. We had, I had no idea, I wasn't even here when y'all did this, but that parking lot out front, 
I remember when I first came, I remember thinking this parking lot is so huge. It kind of surprised me that there's one just massive parking lot. Guess what? It's the perfect parking lot for drive-in church. And we've used it for weeks and weeks and weeks in the spring. And now we're back to using it. And guess what we're doing in January? We're using it for drive-in church. And God had a plan. I remember, I guess it's been about three years ago now, maybe four. But we had cameras and we didn't have a lot of online stuff. We did have a few people watched. But we got the, the cameras, and we got good cameras. We got a, a high definition. We got all the equipment, and Brother Dan and Brother Nathan, they worked and got it all set and figured out. And it's before Brother Caleb got here. Had he been here, I'm sure it would have been a lot better, but nonetheless, we were limited. But these guys got it going, and it's perfect. And little did we know that we would use every service. Brother Caleb gave me today the numbers over this past month. I want to say it's over a hundred. I'm not talking about views. I'm talking about people who are watching the every service online. I think it's usually about 40 or 50 on Facebook and about 50 or 60 on our website. Every single service. And God knew that we would need all of that equipment and all of that technology to be able to keep things going. You see, Satan meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Because of this fact, because God had a plan and because God had everything in control, I want you to notice verse 20. God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now, therefore, here's what Joseph said to his brothers, fear ye not. How come? Because God had a plan. Number one. What do we learn from the fact that God meant it for good? What do we learn from the fact that God took the curse and turned it into a blessing? Number one, there's no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to be fearful because God meant it for good. And if God could take Joseph's situation and turn it for good, God can take your situation and turn it for good. You know, Joseph spent those years in the, in, the, in, the, in the pit. He spent those years in the prison. He spent those years uh, being punished for something he did not do. And God took all of that and God turned it around. And Joseph told his brothers, he said, hey, don't be afraid. God's got a plan. Secondly, Joseph said, I will nourish you. And I understand this is Joseph speaking to his brothers, but Joseph is in the Bible. He's a picture of Christ. And I want to say this, Joseph may have taken care of his brothers pretty good, but nobody can take care of you like Jesus can. And if God can take care of Joseph, God can take care of you, and God can take care of me, it is a promise that God will take care of us. He said, I will nourish you. That word nourish, it means to provide for. I'm thankful that God has provided for all of our needs. God is able and God will keep his promises. He did it in 2020. And I just happen to believe that God can do it in 2021. Number one, don't be afraid. Number two, know that God will provide for you and your family. He's going to take care of you. But then number three, be comforted. Notice what it says in verse 21, fear you not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them. And I tell you, there is great comfort when you take your eyes off of the situation and you get your eyes on the Savior. There is great comfort. 
There's great comfort when you take your eyes off of the problems and you get your eyes on Jesus. We have a comforter that Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send you a comforter and he shall lead you and guide you into all truth. There is no need to stress. We can be comforted because of the promise of God. Number four, notice what it says. He comforted them and he spake kindly unto them. Again, I know this is Joseph talking to his brothers, but here's the application. Did you know we can rest and we can take courage in the fact that God shows us his kindness and his grace and his mercy every single day? Now, I just read a list of some things that happened in 2020, but can I tell you, there are people that live in other parts of the world, they would gladly trade places with you and me. There are people in other parts of the world that they look at that list and say, you mean you still get to go to church? You mean you get to have drive-in services and you get to have online preaching and you get to have a radio ministry and you still get to worship God and you have all of that? There are many, many people in this world who would gladly trade places with us. Can I tell you why we're here? It's because of the mercy of God because of the grace and the kindness of God. We don't deserve it, but we can rest in His kindness. Then I want you to see, because God had a plan, notice His plan in verse 20, as it is this day to save much people alive. I understand God's plan was to keep people alive physically because it was a physical famine. I understand that. But can I tell you, God's plan for us today is that people would call upon the name of the Lord, that they might be saved. You know, 2020 may have happened just so some people would have their world shaken up enough to realize that they need Jesus. 2020 may have happened for some of us, for us to get out of our comfort zone and realize, you know, there's more to life than just the fun stuff. There's more to life than the sports, and there's more to life than just the the hobbies, and there's more to life than just the pleasures. There is a world that needs Jesus. Can I tell you, because of this fact, number one, don't be afraid. Number two, know God will provide for you. Know that you can have comfort and know that you can rest in His kindness. But number five, know that people need the Lord. There are people that need to be saved. That's why our our mission for the church has been souls for 2020. That has been our theme. But can I tell you, we're still gonna be concerned with souls after tomorrow. After December 31st of 2020, we still have a mission to reach souls, even in a pandemic, even more so in a pandemic. We must realize that people need the Lord. And then lastly, God has a plan. Because of this, I want you to look down, if you would, in verse number 25, it says in Joseph, uh, we'll look at verse 24, Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you. And bring you out of this land unto the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you. Now this is talking about God's promise that he would give them and bring them to a promised land. He would bring them out of Egypt and he would give them a land that they would discover was flowing with milk and honey and God would bless them and he would bring them into Canaan land. But I want to tell you, God has a plan for you and me. And God's plan is that things may not get better down here, 
but they're going to be a whole lot better up there. And you and I, we may experience grief and sorrow and we may go through sickness and we may go through some hardships down here, but it's only for a while. It's only temporary because Jesus is coming back and he's going to visit us. He's not just going to visit us. He's going to pick us up. He's going to take us with him. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I'm thankful for the promise that Jesus is coming again. And this world is sin-cursed, and this world is a mess, and this world is out of control. But one of these days, we're checking out. And what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. They meant it for evil. The brothers meant it for evil. We could look and we could say there have been some people that have meant this coronavirus for evil. I don't know where it started. I know where it started. I don't know the reasons why it started there. And I don't know all the motives. And I don't know all that's going on in Washington, D.C. And I don't know all that's going on behind the scenes. But I know who's ultimately responsible for it. I know it's Satan. He's out to destroy and he meant it for evil in your life. And he would have loved for the, the COVID to get you off track, get you away from God, and get you mad at God, and get you focused on everything else. He meant it for evil. But God can turn it around. And God can work it. And God can weave it together for good. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.